0: not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin.
1: This is Dr. Dan. When the draft of our Constitution was presented for ratification at conventions in each of the 13 states, the people demanded that the rights of the citizens and the states be included in writing as a prerequisite for ratification. Well, thank God they did. The Bill of Rights gives us a picture what life was like for the American colonists under King George. The Bill of Rights prohibits all the atrocities perpetrated by the British monarch that led up to the American War of Independence. The Bill of Rights was included in the Constitution to defend us, you and me, against a totalitarian dictatorship or an out-of-control federal government. I have often spoken about the nine nine items a dictator would need to control in order to be king of the world. Those items are private property, energy, food and water, information and the media, education of the youth individual privacy health care personal mobility and the use of deadly force according to the written words of our constitution and the bill of rights the federal government does not have the authority to take control of those nine items to take control of those items away from the states and their citizens in fact the constitution requires the federal government to protect and secure those rights from infringement. For decades, we the people have been the victim of a runaway Supreme Court whose members have surreptitiously amended the Constitution without the authority to do so. Words have meaning, especially the fine print in any contract. Try unilaterally changing the provisions of the auto loan or house mortgage requirements with your bank. The Constitution and the Bill of Rights is a written contract among the states that clearly enumerates the powers and authority of each branch of government, especially those related to the rights of the sovereign states and their sovereign citizens. Several recent Supreme Court decisions, however, may indicate a court that is more aligned with respecting the written words of our Constitution in spite of the ambitions of the collectivists to do otherwise. In the face of the continuous assault of the federal juggernaut on our constitutional rights, what options remain for those of us who value individual freedom? Our founders firmly believed in the concept of federalism, which gave each state three mechanisms to defend its citizens from federal tyranny nullification interposition and secession the founders themselves attempted nullification against the alien and sedition acts before the ink on the constitution was even dry in spite of abraham lincoln's protestations entities that voluntarily join a group certainly have the option to leave if conditions become unacceptable nevertheless at this point in our national internecine culture war, interposition appears to be our most potent and reasonable weapon. This philosophy is best explained by Pastor Matt Trewella in his book, The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates, a concept which dates back to 16th century Germany. Simply put, the doctrine requires elected officials at the local level to protect their constituents from illegal, immoral, and unconstitutional laws and edicts from upper levels of the government by standing in the gap. These actions can be taken legislatively or legally, depending on the circumstances. The COVID pandemic is but the latest tool in the collectivist war chest to amend and abolish the Bill of Rights and to steal our individual freedom. After our commercial break, we will return with our guest on Freedom Forum Radio, Andy Schlafly. Andy Schlafly has practiced law for nearly 30 years, specializing in litigation on constitutional issues. He is the general counsel for the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, a group of conservative physicians, of which I am a member. Here we will be We are back with Andy Schlafly, General Counsel for the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, a group of conservative physicians, a position he has held for two decades. He currently has a lawsuit pending against the Biden administration over its Disinformation Governance Board, which is kind of Orwellian Ministry of Truth. Andy Schlafly, welcome as a guest on Freedom Forum Radio.
2: Thank you, Dr. Dan. It's such an honor to be on your wonderful show here. And I wonder how good it would have been to have you teach in law school when I went to law school. Have you give that explanation of what our Constitution is about? You certainly explain it very well. And if only other students could hear that as well in our liberal law universities.
1: Well, Andy, thank you very much for, for that those kind words. But you know, as a physician, I really don't recall ever experiencing the purposeful denial of medical facts and information by so called government experts on a nationwide scale. What's going on?
2: It's unprecedented, Dr. Dan. And I think what's happened is liberals have realized that where they cannot get their agenda through the way they used to try to get it through, things like gun control, and taxation, those were the traditional means by which liberals sought to enact their agenda. And that's how they have enacted their agenda in other countries. But that hasn't worked here. And liberals have not been able to establish the socialist government that they've always wanted through these means, these traditional means. But they stumbled upon public health and the vast unchecked power the public health authorities and voila liberals were like uh, kids in a candy shop. It's like, they can do this. They can mandate vaccines. They can require people to wear masks. They can quarantine people, all the things that socialists want to do. They could now do under the guise of public health and nobody was going to stop them. Nobody was willing to stand up against them. The Supreme court was terrified of them. When the cases reached the Supreme Court in January, the Supreme Court justices themselves would not dare question vaccine mandates, would not dare even mention the VAERS database of all the adverse effects from vaccination. The mask mandates, the the closure of schools, the locking down of our economy, nobody questioned that for many months until finally, Dr. Dan, Your words of wisdom, the words of wisdom of other courageous physicians and and freedom lovers finally started to take root and people started to push back and say, hey, wait a minute. I have a right to earn a living. You know, you can't put me in jail for opening my hair salon. So there's that courageous woman in Dallas, Texas, who said, I'm going to open my salon throw me in jail if you want, but I have a right to earn a living. And they did throw her in jail, Dr. Dan, and then the public woke up to what was going on. But that took time, took time for the public to, to be educated about this.
1: You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that because one of the examples of the doctrine of the lesser magistrates occurred in Illinois, where the governor came out and he said, No one can open a business in the state of Illinois until I say they can. Now, I mean, just think about that. How insane is it for a governor to say you can't run your business? I mean, what planet do you think he's living on? But you know what happened? One county got its county commission together and they passed a resolution that said Anyone who wants to open their business in our county can go right ahead and open a business. One one county in the whole state. And so the governor got on the radio and he made all kinds of threats. Three days in a row, he threatened the loss of funds, loss of this, loss of that. And the council, every single day, that that commission said, sorry, we will allow our businesses to open. And after a week, the state police came on and said, we will not arrest anyone in the state of Illinois for opening a business. And the next day, the governor withdrew his edict.
2: That's what needs to happen, Dr. Dan, and that's what has been happening. We need more of it. Uh, Most recently, there's been a reported resurgence of COVID in some pockets of the country, and these liberals, like in California, you got some of the worst liberals in California, and they said, we're going to reimpose mask mandates. So Los Angeles, that area, there were a number of public officials, so they're going to reimpose mask mandates. And the people there in California said, no, you're not. We're not going back there. We're not going back to mask mandates. And those liberal officials had to back down on their attempt to reimpose mask mandates.
1: So this is all really a fear-based type of governance, wouldn't you say?
2: It is. And they misuse the authority, if you call it that. That's really a misnomer. But they they misuse the trust that people have in public health authority. So people like Anthony Fauci got on there and said words to the effect, I represent science. And he said, words to the effect, if you criticize me, then you're criticizing science. And that's what these liberal officials wrapped themselves around. And too many of us sort of nodded our head and said, well, he's the expert. We got to defer to the expert. You know, listen to your doctor. Listen to the expert. He's the expert. But in fact, they're not really much of an expert. Number one. Um, Number two. They were not being totally balanced in what they said. I mean, here we are—what two and a half years into COVID—and they still haven't admitted that it's a man-made virus. They haven't admitted that. They won't. They'll never admit it. Oh, we're still looking into it. We're not sure. We're not sure. And then for a while, they even denied it. For a while, they said, "No, this is comes from nature." jump from bats to people. Somebody over there in China was eating some bats and it jumped from bats to people. I heard a presentation or something from China and she said, we don't eat bats in China. And and let me tell you, you look at at this virus and the way it uh, mutates and the way it uh, is so contagious. And you look at that and you say, "Mm, doesn't look like nature to me. (laughs) It looks like somebody designed that somebody very clever who should win a Nobel prize for evil designed that thing. Now, maybe it leaked out. I don't know. I don't know how it got out here, but public officials know that they should be talking about it. It should be because if you're going to respond to it, we got to know what it is two and a half years. We're trying to respond to this thing and they won't tell us what it is. They won't tell us that it's man-made. So how effective is our response going to be? It's like, if you're trying to secure, your home or or someplace that uh, you're afraid is going to be burglarized, the first thing you're going to ask is, well, where's the threat? You know, how might they go about doing this? And saying, the COVID, I mean, what are we dealing with here, Dr. Dan, nobody will tell us.
1: <laughs> well, you know, what's interesting is that everything that we've been able to find out so far shows that Anthony Fauci was really uh, guilty in moving that investigation to China in order to, patent a virus for personal and corporate gain. Isn't that what you've heard as well?
2: I've heard there's a lot of uh, money being made on the side by some of these public officials or these things called royalty trusts. There are these somehow these public officials make money off of patents on some of these innovations, which the first time I heard that, I said, you can't do that as a public official, can you? I mean, they're working for the government. How is it they're personally making money off of patents while they're working for the government? I mean, I've worked for the government. I, I, I couldn't do that. Well, apparently there is a law, Dr. Dan. It's called the, the by dole law that enables public officials to personally profit from patents, even though they're full-time government workers. And so a lot of these guys, I don't know if we know about Dr. Fauci, I've heard disclosure it's the guy's worth ten million dollars. That's a lot of money for someone who's been a public servant his whole life. I don't know where that came from. I don't know if we've got the full picture on him personally. But I do know that a lot of these public officials are making money off of patents on um, things like vaccines and other sorts of medication. And that's probably one of the reasons you get this bias. Where they push everything into vaccination or some new product is because that's where the money is. That's how somebody's making millions of dollars. And there's nothing wrong with patents. But when you're a public official, you should not be making policy pronouncements based on where the most money is going to be made by yourself and your friends. That should not be part of the mix there. And what happened here, Dr. Dan, and I'd be curious how you feel about this, but my feeling all along is we've got some inexpensive medications that have been around for decades. They're safe, as safe as aspirin. People take them, and they work quite well against this virus. And But yet, the public officials wouldn't push them because it wasn't a buck to be made in it for. They wanted to make the money in vaccines, which, it does it work? I don't know. I don't know, Dr. Dan. I, you know, I, how well those vaccines work? I don't know. Every time I turn around, somebody who got doubly vaccinated, boosted, and everything has come down with COVID. Every time I look around, there's some announcement like that.
1: Well, you know, one of the one of the reasons is, and I have had a recent discussion with uh, Dr. Bose Ravenel about this, uh, and that is, is that these vaccines, the more boosters you get, the lower your immunity becomes. Uh, These vaccines, the the COVID vaccine, we basically, they turned mankind into a phase three clinical trial (laughs) is what they did. Uh, And these vaccines were never, ever proven the way a normal vaccine would be proven. Can you imagine, just imagine, Andy, uh, just imagine if the polio vaccine did not prevent you from getting polio? Or the smallpox vaccine, you got the smallpox vaccine, and then you went out and you got smallpox anyway. I mean, there would be an uproar that there would be, you'd be hearing it on the moon. But all of a sudden, we have this vaccine that we're being forced to take, those who capitulate, of course, that you're being forced to take. And the more you take it, the more you get sick. How, how... (laughs) The the CDC had to change the definition of vaccine in order to accommodate what's going on.
2: Right. Some of this is so nonsensical, Dr. Dan, you just have to chuckle when you repeat it. And and one of mine that I like is this basketball star, Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets, uh, decides sensibly that he's not going to be vaccinated. He gave up millions of dollars, Dr. Dan by choosing not to be vaccinated. Well, so they playing games in Brooklyn and the totalitarian mayor of New York says, you're not going to play in a basketball game here in Brooklyn, which is part of New York City, unless you're vaccinated. So he can't play in the home games. He couldn't play because he wasn't vaccinated. However, the mayor couldn't do that to the fans. He can only do it to the employees. So the fans could come and they were Didn't have to be vaccinated. So Kyrie Irving, the basketball star, phenomenal basketball star, he comes to the game and he sits in the stands and he's on vaccine. He's cheering on his own team, but he can't put on his sweats and go on the floor and lead him to victory. But he can sit in the stands and cheer him on. Now, it's just so nonsensical that you just scratch your head and you say, why are they doing that? Well, the reason they're doing it is for control. And you realize that this, this huge political driver behind all this is to control us, is to control us. And the socialists finally get what they always wanted, that they couldn't get with gun control. Which they couldn't get with taxation. They couldn't get with some of their other things. They're finally getting with public health control. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The rights to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Call
0: me railroad steel. Call me the And call him money. water.
2: People I just love To hear that old man sing Wait. Yeah, when I play the hoochie-coochie
1: man I get joy in everything Everything
2: Everything Everything gonna be alright this morning